This is the Pennyworth Podcast on TV Podcast Industries, and we're here to talk about the finale of Season 3 of Pennyworth, Highland Wedding. Just because I'm coming with you now doesn't mean we're made up, or together, or anything. As far as I'm concerned, we're over. You're right, whatever you say. Now, come on. Exactly. Thank you. You've proved my point. What point? If you say so. If you did love me, you'd tell me I'm wrong. You'd fight me. Fight you? We're escaping from a mob of nutters. I can't fight you now, I'll fight you later. Yeah, that's you. Always avoiding the issue. Always twisting your way out of being honest. I'm always honest with you. Welcome back, fellow governors and Gothamites. We're here talking about Pennyworth Season 3, Episode 10, the finale of the third season of Pennyworth Highland Wedding. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hello there, fellow governors and fellow Gothamites. I am one of your other hosts, John. What an episode. Oh, wow. I'm, uh, <laughs> I didn't stop laughing for a lot of it. Uh, it was great fun. Yeah, uh, it was really good fun. Yeah. yeah. Just such a great way to wrap out the season um, the way they have. And no wonder, because it is written by Bruno Heller, the uh, the showrunner of the show, uh, the guiding hand behind Gotham, the guiding hand behind the first three seasons of Pennyworth as well. So um, no wonder this is all of his sensibilities put into one episode. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> and we know there's a writer's room, of course. So we know that all of the team had a hand in, uh, in all the, the crafting of the series so far. But there's... Something about the sensibility of the show uh, that is on full display in this finale episode. Definitely, definitely. And I mean, yeah, it really harked back to just the great visual comedy and mm-hmm. the writing, just the weird outlandish moments as well. Yeah, it was it was just so, so good. So yeah, I really enjoyed this final episode. Absolutely, absolutely. A bit of sadness, though, of course, when we get to the end of a season. We are at the end of Pennyworth Season 3. Uh, first time Pennyworth's been on HBO Max as well. Uh, all episodes available over there uh, as of this year, along with all episodes of Gotham. Um, but it was only commissioned for this one season for HBO Max. It was actually originally commissioned for Epics and moved to HBO Max. So we don't know about the future of the show, whether there will be a fourth season or whether there will the story will continue. Um, I do like how they capped it off. So it's still possible. Um, yeah, there, absolutely. there could be a future here. We haven't closed out any of the storylines and done a time jump 20 years into the future to have older Alfred with young Bruce Wayne. We haven't done any of that. So there are still stories to tell if they wish to tell them. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Uh, also, though, a big thank you to our fellow Gothamites and governors who mm-hmm. have joined us and subscribed to the podcast for this season of of Pennyworth. And. Um, if you're a late joiner, for example, on episode 10 of season three, uh-huh. uh, please head on over to subscribe on tvpodcastindustries.com where you can join any straight-laced or groovy podcast player of your choice. Yes, you can. Yes. Yeah, uh, this is the wrap-up episode for uh, for the finale of, of Pennyworth, but we do want to hear your thoughts. You can always email us at any time uh, to feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com, uh, or if you want to follow any of our other shows, as John mentioned, subscribe to the podcast, and you can also join us over in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries to find out what else we're going to be covering uh, over the coming months. We do lots and lots of TV shows, usually about two, 20 or so a year, it seems, uh, at the moment. Yeah. Um, so we'll have lots and lots more to come uh, on the podcast on the main feed on TV podcast industries. Yeah, good stuff. I think it's about time that we get into our spoiler-filled chit-chat. Absolutely. Derek, take it away. Who did what, when, where... And how? Well, I already mentioned the episodes written by Bruno Heller, showrunner of uh, of Pennyworth and Gotham, uh, and loads of other stuff. He did The Mentalist as well. And I believe his next big project is heading off to the land of Westeros. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, uh, for one of the prequel series of Game of Thrones. I'm not sure of the status of it. It was announced um, with him as, as lead showrunner, but haven't heard it much. Um, but, of course... The focus of the PR was on uh, House of the Dragon, the first prequel series. So uh, we will see where that goes to. Well, if there is any show where I could see someone beating someone else with a limb from (laughs) a a dismembered body, then 
I think it's Game of Thrones, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Just like Pennyworth. In addition episode to Episode 10. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, the director of this episode was Rob Bailey. We've talked about Rob Bailey a lot. Um, he, this is the 10th episode of Pennyworth that he's directed. Um, he directed the penultimate episode of season one, the last two episodes of season two, and once again, last two episodes of season three as well. And he directed 11 episodes of Gotham. So just one shy of the same number of episodes for Pennyworth. But of course, Gotham ran for a couple more seasons. Gotham ran for two more seasons than, uh, than Pennyworth has yes. so far. So uh, great to have Rob on board. Uh, great to have these alumni here for this final episode of season three as well. And John, do you want to tell us what they gave us with your synopsis for the finale of Pennyworth season three Highland Wedding? Sure. Across merry old London town, merry cow dairies deliver milk laced with the hallucinogen lullaby to the unsuspecting tea drinking population. Francis Fuchs is basking in the glow of his plan coming to fruition but he realises that his loving followers have quickly become an angry mob as he is beaten to death. Witnessing the murder and learning of the tainted milk, Dave Boy and Sally head to the Queen Anne's Revenge to warn all the patrons of the impending danger and not to drink the tea. Meanwhile, Lucius gets an SOS out of level 7, and Alfie and Martha break in to save them. But Lucius can't leave without saving Bet and the rest of the PWEs, while locking General Thursday and his army in the bunker. When Alfie sees the carnage caused by the infected Londoners, he jumps in his car, grabs his reluctant girlfriend Sandra, heads to the Queen Anne's Revenge, with everyone else to arm themselves, have a nice cold pint, and wait for this to all blow over. Without knowledge of the outside world, General Thursday calls Prime Minister Aziz for assistance, but the Prime Minister has been affected by lullaby, and believes Thursday is starting a coup. While the two argue and their anger escalates, Alfie declares his love for Sandra, and she agrees to marry him. As tensions get worse and worse between General Thursday and the Prime Minister, Alfie gets everyone from the Queen Anne's Revenge on a London bus and picks up his mum and the Waynes to take them out of the city. With everyone gathered to witness Alfie and Sandra's wedding, their vows are rudely interrupted as a bomb ordered by General Thursday is dropped on Number 10 Downing Street, just as Prime Minister Aziz wakes from his hallucination. Ooh, yes. It doesn't sound as funny as uh, as the episode actually was <laughs> when you're talking about bombs uh, landing on number 10 down the yes, street. Yes, exactly. Uh, and violence going on all across the city, but uh, lots of great comedy moments uh, throughout this episode. Definitely, definitely. Uh, but shall we get on to our first point uh, from the episode? Yeah. Saving Lucius and the PWEs. Yeah, let's start out Start out there as, uh, as Lucius is um, stuck in level 7 after... Uh, Effectively releasing all the PWEs from their imprisonment, uh, and they've been battling with the army of General Thursday uh, below ground. Um, they have no way out because they're all still trapped uh, in level seven. So uh, I, I love this kind of um, showing of Lucius's ability to create gadgets out of anything, the kind of MacGyvering of a phone where he makes the phone call and is able to get in contact with Mr. Chadley, um, yeah. who's sitting sitting in his office, gets the phone call, uh, smashes his bottle of milk. Thankfully. Uh, thankfully, so he doesn't get uh, get caught by the hallucinogens, um, but gets this SOS message out, which is all he gets out is SOS, level seven, um, and that it's Lucius here. But that's enough for Chadley to piece it all together and, and uh, call in um, Alfie and uh, and Martha to go and help him out. Yeah, I, I loved how efficient all of this was because mm-hmm. I was thinking, how is this all going to like play out? Yeah. But ultimately, it is a citizen's arrest of level seven by mm-hmm. Martha and Alfie. Yeah. And uh, General Thursday acquiesces quite easily here. Yeah. Uh, not without a lot of huffing and puffing and, mm-hmm. dare I say, it, blowing the house down yes. uh, kind of noises coming from General Thursday. I mean, mm-hmm. he certainly doesn't take it easily. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I love how, you know, really they just managed to infiltrate uh, into this bunker because it's the same entrance as level six. Yeah. It's just... And, of course, there's there's no level 7 button to press like mm-hmm. there is for Lucius to get to his normal office on yeah. a, you know during a regular working day. Uh, but instead, they need to use the the guard's um, eye as yeah. the identification to get the lift to 
open up access for uh going down to level seven yeah really like the little comedy moment with uh with martha revealing her past only gets her to level six and then she asks the guard does he have access to level seven uh yes he does okay alfie take him out <laughs> so uh, <laughs> and he comes inside to be pressed against the uh the eye scanner uh very good good stuff again yeah. um yeah really enjoyed that um but yes we we get lucius obviously Really happy that he's uh, that he's made contact with the outside world and that he's uh, going to be freed. But uh, he needs to do a few things before he leaves here. He needs to get Bet free first. Uh, Bet reunites with everybody again. Another yep. great, uh, yeah, great really moment with moment. her. It's a long story. First off, I killed John Salt. It's a long story for another time. <laughs> Stop <laughs> you there. Let's go. Uh, and then they get the rest of the PWEs to come and join up with them. And um, as Lucius seems to enact this really complicated plan for keeping Thursday and his men underground. I love it. And it's because Lucius is so um, competent at his work. What he's done is he's locked them in on a timer for two hours in a cell. Once they get out of that cell, they'll have access to all the amenities. They can go to the bathroom. They have food. They're able to... um, maybe make contact with the outside world but they yeah. can't get out to the outside world for a few days which will allow them to calm down and allow the PWEs to get away so they can't be captured again so I like I like the planning of all that and if they do try and break any of the defences which were in the plans from General Thursday in the first place then the entire place will explode yes. so uh, I like that it's all jerry-rigged if somebody uh, tries to get in from the outside world as well uh, if he calls on uh, external troops to come and get them out the place will explode so, uh, so I like that this is all uh, playing on the knowledge of Lucius and he has this kind of three-step plan to make sure they can't get out into the world to stop him and a speedy Very smart man, that Lucius. Absolutely. Yeah. General Thursday is well and truly trapped down here. And, of course, mm-hmm. you know, that later on really sets him off. You know, he's not in a good mood anyway because no, really. of this. He's lost his PWEs. Yeah. But also because Martha and Alfie are so connected with Prime Minister Aziz, he mm-hmm. thinks that this is a play by... Uh, Aziz uh, mm-hmm. into his own territory that he has absolute control, executive control over level seven. Mm-hmm. And this really then kicks it off later for the, I guess, the telephone battle between Thursday and uh, the prime minister. Yeah. Yeah. We'll talk about, we'll talk about the, the PM uh, versus general Thursday battle as, uh, cause it's another major plot point of the, uh, of the episode, but just to kind of close out on what's happening with Lucius and the PWEs, I love that they have this kind of moment with them where they're all brought to the Queen Anne's revenge. Um, they team up with Dave boy and, and Sally there uh, blocking into uh, the Queen Anne's revenge. There's lots of great fun moments with them. We particularly get to know, uh, uh, one of the uh, big standouts here is Kevin the Blue Raven. Uh, we saw him as uh, John Salt's version of Captain Blighty. Uh, very nice, friendly chap, um, singing karaoke with the rest of the crew as they all get a bit drunk. I think that's probably because they've re- replaced the usual uh, tea drinking of the uh, of of the team with drinking beer from behind the bar. I'm basically. sure that is the rational explanation, yeah. definitely. But certainly for me, I just thought this was so wonderfully weird. But I guess it's kind of almost that bunker mentality mentality end of days mm-hmm. where it's like well if i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go down and join myself Absolutely. so why Singing, not have, i will survive <laughs> yeah why, why not have an ironic karaoke performance uh-huh. from one of the pwes and um, who did also choose his own you know, modified words for this appropriate for his blueness. He absolutely did. Yes, uh, the line he changed to was, um, "I will survive," and you see me, somebody blue. Uh, <laughs> just, just as Alfie interrupts him, so you see me, somebody blue. Very good. Very yes, good. exactly. Like a Brita Heller. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was really good. I mean, there was so much at the Queen's and the Queen Anne's revenge because you know, first, firstly, we see Chanley there taking that phone call from Lucius mm-hmm. with. Uh, Peggy, uh, mm-hmm. Peggy Sykes looking on. Yes. Um, trying it, not to wake the baby. Trying not to wake the baby, <laughs> but looking very severe. Yes. Um, sort of very put upon. Uh, again, we have Sally and Dave showing up mm. um, in an absolute tiswas because they've just seen Francis Fuchs uh, being uh, beaten to death by his own creation, which was a great moment. And again, oh, another bit of the episode where I was thinking, well, is he going to kind of persist really? Is he, you know, kind of going to melt into the background? He might be for another season. But no, he's absolutely taken out by his angry mob. 
lullaby infused uh, angry mob. So, yeah. um, but at least in that moment, that's when they realize what's happened here. Mm-hmm. It is the merry cow dairies that have been responsible for this drip feed of the lullaby drug to uh, the wider population. And of course, you see everything starting to break down with mm-hmm. angry mobs all over uh, London. Yes. And certainly as Lucius, the PWEs, Martha and Alfie managed to get from um, level seven, mm-hmm. they realized something is slightly amiss uh, topside. Definitely. For sure. I think I think my favorite of them is the news reporter who's trying to announce it on the news and then gets uh, attacked by her boom operator <laughs> <laughs> running it onto the screen. Uh, it's a great, great stuff in there. But that kind of separates the group. Martha realizes that something's going on here. She needs to get back to the Wayne household and protect her family yep. as Alfie runs off. To go collect his girlfriend, who, of course, is not his girlfriend. They're broken up. Um, Exactly. There's massive shades, as we alluded to in the synopsis there, massive shades of Shaun of the Dead in here. If you haven't seen that movie, definitely go watch it. But uh, there's definitely a lot of uh, of, uh, nods to uh, that wonderful Shaun of the Dead um, with the zombified population who are all aggressively trying to uh, kill people around them, like the zombies in Shaun of the Dead. Alfie going to find the girlfriend that broke up with him, just like Sean did with his uh, his girlfriend, him climbing up the outside of the building to get inside yeah. to her. Um, it's very similar. Uh, and, of course, holding up in the Queen's Anne, Queen Anne's Revenge uh, is, uh, is just like going to the Winchester. Exactly, yeah. exactly. It, it, as soon as you kind of mentioned it, mm-hmm. it was like, absolutely can see the parallels yeah. with Sean of the Dead here. Um, and, again, it was like really good, um, just... The visual comedy, the comedy here was mm-hmm. absolutely, I think, some of the best throughout this season. Yes. Um, as I say, with the off-the-wall karaoke mm-hmm. being done, I think as well just that sense of all the PWEs coming together as well. We had a fantastic moment as the angry mob start encroaching on the defences that they've put around the Queen Anne's Revenge were bet takes one of them out by ripping off um, his arm yeah. and beating him and with beating it. And you, it's just yeah. kind of so matter-of-factly done uh-huh. that um, it was <laughs> it was just a great scene to see. <laughs> yeah. the, the reuniting of um, Bet with Peggy, mm-hmm. and Peggy was like, I, you know, effectively saying, I can't believe you left a baby with me. Um, if, you weren't, if you hadn't returned, you know... I would have been really annoyed. Absolutely. She's like, she's saying, I knew you weren't dead because you wouldn't leave a baby with me. And Peggy's going, well, I was technically dead and I did leave a baby with you, but I wouldn't normally do something like that. <laughs> kind of like, yeah, really, really good moments with the, with the yeah. two of them reuniting. Um, of course, when you have this in a final episode, when you have, you know, these characters coming back and having moments together like this, we see everybody on screen from the series, every major character who's been an influence on the story this season gets a moment where they come on screen. We even have Roger turning up at the Queen Anne's Revenge looking for um, his now girlfriend, Mrs. P. Um, Since he can't find her at home, he goes to the pub to catch her. So we know he's safe as well. There's nobody left out. As far as I could tell, there's nobody really left out from the story uh, that doesn't appear in this episode. Because Mrs. P is with the Waynes. Uh, I do love the fact that as well, the Waynes narrowly escape... um, ingesting the lullaby drug yes, by just one. not wanting tea yeah. after all the events of the previous episode with the kidnapping the yeah. extortion and so on and they just no you know need sleep or need something a bit stronger than tea yeah and you don't normally see that really especially in a show like this no. it kind of moves on a couple of days after uh, big events but here um, just even seeing Mrs. P curled up on the, on the chair after all she's been through where yeah. she's like I could sleep for days um but yes, this whole tension that's there when Gladys comes up with the tray full of tea with milk <laughs> on the side and you're going, uh-oh, which one of them is going to drink it? But exactly. I like that it leads into that argument again with Thomas and Martha as to why she feels she has to save London, has to save Lucius. Yes. Why should they be doing that when they just had a massively traumatic experience with their yeah. daughter kidnapped? And it's a really good argument. And I like that eventually, even though Martha goes off to save Lucius, she comes back, they have the discussion again. And she says, we should save London. I have no idea how to do it. Maybe we should just leave. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. they're kind of around the same place by and the end of it. Also, that Gladys, the housekeeper, is 
effectively tied to the chair because uh-huh. she drank all the tea because they hadn't <laughs> because they didn't touch a drop of it. Exactly. And so poor Gladys is tied up with nowhere to release her anger. But at least we do know it wears off eventually, yes. as with Dave Boy. Yes, I liked uh, I liked um, Samantha being particularly tickled at the fact that uh, that Mrs. P had to sit on Gladys to, to keep her <laughs> keep her down uh, before she killed anybody in the house. Uh, I thought that was great fun. Yeah, as well. definitely. Um, but yes, um, the escape that they have from the Queen Anne's Revenge is getting on a London bus to take you where you want to go. Right? It's uh, <laughs> it's the seventies. The bus service run, runs really well. So um, so Alfie commandeers the uh, the London bus that's parked outside after after they kill a fair few of the attackers. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. And, and off they go. And of course, after he has made up with Sandra as yes, well. So I mean, importantly, she actually does come with Alfie grudgingly mm. to the Queen Anne's revenge. Yes. She's not entirely bought in, uh, but mm. she sees him there defending all the people and mm-hmm. um, hold up in the Queen Anne's revenge. And, you know, something then they cross eyes and it gives him the courage to go and enact effectively the advice that his mom gave him yeah. uh, in the, previous episode and this seems to have the desired effect for yeah. for the both of them it well, still seems a little i mean it, you know i'm not gonna split hers here yeah. although maybe technically i am but you know it's very much they certainly draw the line in the sand very quickly and then decide to get married um but it that doesn't matter i'm just saying yeah. you know the upshot of it is is that they profess their love and the marriage will will go ahead or will it i guess well we did have that pause moment before we when did. when he's saving sandra and sandra tells him you know unless you're going to be honest with me unless you're going to tell me one true honest thing we can't ever be together and i can't trust you in anything other than keeping me safe from attackers which she yeah. tends to fall into because of things Alfie's done. Uh, for the most part, she tends to be uh, a target uh, quite a lot um, because she's kind of within uh, Alfie's sphere, let's say. Yes. Um, so he does tell her the truth. He does say that he slept with somebody else since the last time yeah, they were Zara. together with Zara. Yeah. Um, so he does tell her the truth. That's kind of the starting point. But because he is standing in front of a full room of people declaring his love for Sandra, which is what she wants. She wants him to say, I love you and I want to spend the rest of my life with you, not... I got you pregnant. I'm going to put a ring on your finger because it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And he does all of that. He and actually, I don't really want a kid. Exactly. exactly. He genuinely says they they want to spend the rest of their lives together. But as you alluded to, uh, we do have the wedding out in the cops out in the uh, out in the the countryside uh, overlooking London, where Lucius is officiating. Um, Sandra says her vows. She says I do. She says that uh, that she will be uh, she'll be married to Alfie. But the bomb that goes off. Uh, does come in just before Alfie says his I do, which <laughs> yes. I thought was quite uh, quite a good choice there. If you're, if you're going to keep it open and Alfie's never been married, um, it's a good way to do it as yes. the bomb goes off, isn't it? It certainly is. It was very good. I love that it happened just there. Right there. Keep the mystery. Keep the suspense. Yep. Did he? Didn't he? Was he? Wasn't he mm-hmm. married? Um, yeah, loved, loved that timing of... Uh, the attack on number 10. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, is that two seasons we've had now that have ended with um, with characters getting married? We've had, we had Martin Thomas that ended uh, one of the true. seasons getting yeah. married. Uh, and now this season ending with uh, with another another wedding. If they get a season four, maybe it will be Mrs. P and Roger. Oh, maybe, maybe. Or Dave Boy and Sally. Or Dave Boy and Sally. Yeah, yeah. Well, very... they've got another two seasons in them. There you go. There, there you go. go. Uh, I was quite impressed that they had a bit of uh, a bit of some moments with Dave Boy kind of taking more of a leadership role because we had that whole conversation with Sally and uh, and Dave Boy before where he feels like he's just there to follow up on whatever Alfie tells him to do. Yeah. He's the the muscle effectively. Um, where Alfie aims him at somebody and uh, and Dave beats him or <laughs> shoots him. Um, but a couple of episodes ago, we had him solving the mystery effectively. Now this episode, he takes the leadership role of getting everybody to the pub and uh, and effectively defending everybody yeah. uh, while they're there. So I think that is leading to Dave Boy breaking away from Alfie. We know yes, he I doesn't pay so. a part in his life in the future. So um, apart from in the comic books, he has got a little... Uh, a little um, guest role in the Pennyworth comic books that came out but I wonder if this is 
if this is setting up something in the next season where Alfie and Dave Boy split apart and Dave Boy goes off on his own. And there's always been that suggestion as well, like in Gotham, of Alfred's past coming back, mm-hmm. not necessarily to haunt him, but, you know, popping uh, its head above the parapet. Yes. Um, like in Gotham with the return of one of his um, comrades mm-hmm. from, from the army. We've seen that in the comics as well, mm-hmm. not just in the Pennyworth comics that really have accompanied um, this this show mm-hmm. to, to some extent, but in some of the Year One uh, comics as well. I think yeah. Batman Year One alludes to his past, um, Alfred's past mm-hmm. as well. But yes, that's the nice side of the ending, let's say, when we get through to uh, to the wedding of of, uh, of Alfie and Sandra. Yeah, I guess it was like a big firework. But let's them. talk about the other, more uh, political side of, uh, of what's going on. Uh, a final point, really, is uh, the PM versus General Thursday. Um, because we've had the politics going on in the background throughout the season, they really have not focused on this has been the story of Alfie, who's not very political. It has, to be, has yeah. to be said, he's a man that works for whatever money he can get. Um, so he hasn't been really focused on it. Even though he was defending Zara from uh, from Cal Poor, he didn't get involved in the politics of what was going on in the situation. There's a little nod to that in the opening scene um, where we see the newspaper that's being carried by Mr. Chadley. The headline that's on there is saying that tensions are rising in Cal Poor. Yeah. So, uh, so that's still going on in the background. But there's this internal strife that we've seen between the army led by General Thursday and Prime Minister Aziz, which escalates and escalates in a series of people not understanding exactly what's going on on the other end of the phone. And you really do worry about some international tensions that may be going on or even internal tensions that go on in the real world when this kind of conversation can happen. Effectively, as we went through the opening sequence, we saw the amount of people that didn't drink their morning cup of tea the one person that did was Prime Minister Aziz. Yes. And from that point onwards, he's in a fantasy world where he is the king of England, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> and that's effectively how he approaches General Thursday mm-hmm. when he calls to try and get himself and the soldiers released from level seven mm-hmm. that Lucius has trapped them in. So this almost felt like almost. Doctor Strangelove type esque mm-hmm. in a way yes, because of the misunderstanding between yep. them because you have someone who is hallucinating not knowing that they're doing that because mm-hmm. they, they've taken a drug through their morning cuppa. You have General Thursday with no idea of what's going on in the outside world, mm-hmm. topside above the bunker. So um it just leads to all the past history between these, as we saw in previous episodes, were, you know, General Thursday absolutely delineating where his responsibility is mm-hmm. and the authority he has over the Level 7 experiments um, and that the Prime Minister should not tread anywhere near it. Exactly. And all that comes to pass and focus with these phone calls where even during the phone calls there is kind of confusion is why certainly from general thursday why this is happening yeah where both parties think the other is about to undertake some kind of coup on, on one another um yeah well Gen- general thursday when he gets all that information from his from his lead soldier effectively whereas he's is saying i could destroy you with with a few words and general thursday seems to think that because he's inside the bomb that is level seven that those words are push the button effectively so that's going back and forth and then aziz being in this hallucination um gets the phone call from thursday where thursday is acquiescing a little bit he's saying to him you know my friend we 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 will be open to listening to what it is and what problems you have um that we can maybe discuss and come to some alignment and aziz goes my friend he calls me i am your sovereign ruler and what i want is you servile or gone and that gets the hackles up even more with thursday but that's what Um, i mean general thursday thinks aziz is effectively placing himself as a dictator almost mm-hmm. exactly. of uh, the country take, doing a coup. Yeah. The PM is not the sovereign leader. The queen no, would be the sovereign exactly. ruler, right? <laughs> and at the same time, just the antagonism uh, between these two, Aziz thinks that General Thursday is after him as well, yes. you know, yes. uh, potentially doing a coup given he's an ex-raven. Mm-hmm. He very much 
prefers his independence from scrutiny of Aziz yeah. and this all mind melding in together um with the lullaby drug. So yeah. I just thought this was absolutely a superb um kind of sequence of of, of events yeah. that happened between these two because ultimately something very innocuous opened up to huge amounts of misunderstanding mm -hmm. because of their past history and what's happening in that moment that the others are completely unaware of. Um, the, you know, the prompt with Lucius locking them in and telling them they're effectively sat on a bomb, mm -hmm. the poor choice of words from Aziz, which thinks that, yes, General Thursday thinks he's going to be blown up mm -hmm. uh, with then getting a message to, you know, his colleagues um, in the Air Force in order to effectively prevent some kind of um, coup that's happening, a takeover of government by Aziz, which is what it's sounding like to General Thursday. And it did. I just thought this was kind of almost Cuban Missile Crisis slash, yep. you know, but played with the Doctor Strange love and uh, kind of bow a bit. Um, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah, excellent. I have to say again, the shots of uh, overhead on this version of London, 1970s London, so it's not the same layout as actual London now, but the overhead shots as the plane flies in to drop the bomb over number 10 Downing Street are fantastic. They're really, really good. I love seeing a plane uh, flying that low over London. Yeah. You don't see it very often. There's a lot of high buildings uh, in London nowadays, so uh, so I like that they were able to do that uh, in in those scenes. And um, the one call out, and again, I understand the show itself, but the one call out is there's people rioting all across the city. We heard it being called a um, a mental break or a mental health issue that's causing the problem yeah, yeah. here, but they still take a phone call from. General Thursday to drop a bomb on 10 Downing Street and nobody goes, hang on a second, maybe there's something wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so there is, there is a little bit of weirdness there, but I'll allow it. I thought it was a great sequence. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's not, yes, there's a little looseness to it, yeah, sure, but it works. It works for this show. Yeah, yes. exactly. Excellent stuff. Excellent stuff. Uh, that is the main points of the episode, but I think there's a few little notes that we should be calling out here, John. Definitely. Definitely. Once again, this show has given us something that we've asked for. Yes. And it makes me wonder, was someone listening to the podcast and wrote it into the <laughs> script? Um, we got Grannies with Guns we back, John. We certainly did. Which we saw back in season two yeah. um, when we saw the battle between uh, the the uh, the Ravens and the, uh, the English League. We saw Grannies with Guns for the first time. And I remember you particularly being very excited about the idea that we could have streets patrolled by Grannies with Guns and we get them here uh, in this episode. We certainly do. Driving the streets uh, under the influence of... Uh, of Trying to protect drug, their... Their domain mm -hmm. from the Angry Horde. Yes. Yeah, really maybe enjoyed being, that. Or maybe better go and join the Angry Horde or after maybe, having their yes, morning cup of tea. <laughs> not entirely sure uh, what side they were on because yes. they were certainly flailing around with those uh, machine guns quite a bit. But Granny's Guns, always a good sign. Yeah. Um, love that little reference in there mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Yeah. There was one other cameo, I guess. I think so. Which is um, the voice in the lift that uh, takes Martha and Alfie down to level seven is the voice of the London Underground. Or it certainly sounded like that. The voice of the London Underground uh, announcement of Mind the Gap mm -hmm. um, so. as the lift goes down level seven. Yeah. Uh, whether it is... Couldn't really tell from the credits, but it is Emma Clark who does the voice of Mind the Gap, mm -hmm. and it sounded very much like this voice um, that is in the lift that takes Alfie and Martha down to level seven. It does, and it's even the phrase itself, level, se level seven access granted, mind the closing doors. Uh, so, <laughs> so it does sound very like her. Uh, I hope it is her. Unfortunately, it isn't in the credits there because it is just a, a one-line uh, gag, I'd say. Uh, so we don't we don't see in the credits there, but, uh, but well done if it is Emma Clark. Uh, yeah, definitely. Really well. If you've ever been to London, you know that voice very, very well. Yeah, absolutely. I just wanted to call out two other things about Sandra, which I really enjoyed this episode uh, for shining a light on. Number one is uh, Sandra thinking that uh, that all the attacks that are going on are her fans, because fans be crazy, uh, basically. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm used to this all the time. They're always outside my house uh, shouting for me. And Alfie's kind of going, no, they're shouting for your blood. Um, <laughs> yeah. I know they're carrying posters, um, but they've, they're crazed fans now. I uh, thought that was really good. And, of course, Beth asking the question of the series, 
what the hell does candles and caravans actually mean? <laughs> what the hell is it about? Um, how has it gotten so popular? It's a beautiful song. She's got a beautiful voice. I get it. But, uh, but caravans and candlesticks uh, doesn't really have any meaning at all. No, so, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, except being out of power, I suppose, on a caravan holiday. I guess so, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> but, yeah. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Um, no major quotes uh, in the episode uh, that that need to be deciphered. Uh, just one or two, and I'm not just not too sure whether they would translate uh, to the American audience, of course, as, we, as we've mentioned, the show is only being broadcast on HBO Max, so uh, only North American uh, viewers and South American viewers uh, getting to see the show on a regular basis. Uh, two, that I, two that I caught, um, Bet saying, I, I, I know you got the hump with me, I think you could probably tell by yes. context that just means I know you're you're ir- irritated at me or are annoyed by me. Um, and the other one was, uh, again, we shouldn't really step into trying to translate things that Alfie said after our complete mistake last week. But um, effectively, it's when Martha thanks uh, Alfie and he says, there's no need to thank me. There's a tenor in it. Uh, that's a callback to Martha saying she'll pay him for going into level seven. A tenor just means 10 pounds. So he's just saying, I'm being paid for this. Uh, that's why. Yeah. So I don't know whether that's something. I know, I know people don't call $10 a tenor um, at all. So just they may not have caught what Alfie was saying there. That's that's the only reason I've put it in there. But I think that's it for all of our notes and thoughts on the episode. But John, how would you rate the finale of season three of Pennyworth? I thought it was a really good uh, wrap-up. Uh, I would give this four and a half drug-infused cuppers out of five. Excellent. Yeah, yeah. I think this is very high up there for me uh, for the show. They've done it again. They've they've rounded out the series on a high uh, with a great episode. I found out the season uh, with a high. I always forget what the what the uh, whether we call it seasons or series because we call them series over here. Yes. But seri- rounding out the series would mean it's the final ever episode, basically. So, But we don't know that yet. So, uh, But I think it worked out very well. I think gathering everybody together in one location is, great, is a great way of doing it and kind of working out how you get everybody that is spread across the city uh, into one location is always uh, always a fun thing to do with your final episode. Um, and yes, the uh, the tensions between uh, PM Aziz and, uh, and General Thursday were great, to, yeah. were great to witness. Great. Really good. I mean, I, I had a lot of laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in this episode, and uh, I love the the mixed messages with the phone call between yep. Thursday and Aziz. I love not having the I do from Alfie, Alfie. as yep. well with the bomb drop, <laughs> and yeah, it was just um, some really good, weird, and wonderful moments uh, for this episode. I think excellent. Yes, um, we are going to go on to some feedback for. Episode 9, and to our Royal Mail feedback section. We hope we're going to get in a little bit of feedback on the episode before we release it, um, because that's what we promised to do. We said we'd hold off on this episode, so you are listening to this episode a little bit late uh, after the episode has come out. We normally release them on the day of release, but I think we're going to release this one a little bit later uh, so we can get your thoughts in for the finale. So let's start off with um, a little throwback to last week. And last week we asked for some help um, on a line from Alfie which we thought was Alfie calling the shape-shifting PWE a fug, and we didn't really know what a fug meant. Um, we thought it was F-ugly, effectively. We a did. shortened version of fugly. Yes. Uh, and and we I f- think the only reason that was certainly in my mind was because of a previous episode of uh, Drag Race UK with RuPaul. Oh, yes, because there was a dog called Fugly on the there. Yes, there was. <laughs> uh, and, that, and you'd only watched it a day or so beforehand. So, yes, that's probably what it was. And we want to say a huge thank you to Ricardo Bacagalupo, who sent us in an email to explain what we'd gotten wrong. He says, Hi, John and Derek. Hope you guys are well. Just listen to your episode on 309 of the show. I worked on season two and three of Pennyworth. It's been fun listening to you guys chatting about what we did. I went back into the script pages to check. It's written as Thug. Not fug. <laughs> Alfie's line is, my mom's got a certain sparkle. You just look like a thug. <laughs> Looking forward to hearing what you think about the final episode. Thanks, Ricardo. Um, Ricardo, yes, thank you so much. I, I did send an email back to Ricardo saying I felt a bit like an idiot. Myself and John both did, but it did make me laugh for most of the week that I didn't catch a Londoner replacing 
the letters TH with an F is pretty standard. That's that's something that you'd hear very often. And we have heard from Michael Caine and we have heard from Jack Bannon on a pretty regular basis when they're, ha- when they're doing their London accent that that's what they do. And we settled on it. It must be Fug, not Thug. Yeah, it's the Cockney accent. It's the Cockney TH and just how doing it. Yeah. And I just, yeah, likewise, just didn't connect that, um, that pronoun, that accented pronunciation yeah we really should have got it why would he be calling a woman who looks exactly like his mother played by the same actress in fairness we did say that on the episode as well that's why we weren't entirely sure whether we had gotten it right and thank you ricardo for putting us right on that because yeah for sure um we completely misinterpreted uh that one yeah if there is a fourth season maybe we aren't qualified to do the, uh, the translation <laughs> in every episode thanks so much for reaching out ricardo and thanks so much for listening as well uh really good to hear from you yeah good stuff thanks ricardo we also got an email through from victor von doom on last week's episode episode nine who says greetings batverse well to paraphrase alfie This was not how I thought this would go. (laughs) Alfie totally bumbled his marriage proposal. Shouldn't he have brought a ring and taken Sandra to dinner? Mm -hmm. Now Sally wants Dave Boy's help. Sam is kidnapped by Virginia. I was pleased to see her sorted. Mm -hmm. What possible influence has Patricia on the story? Lucius is playing hero. Happy to see a powered bet. Who will sort out General Thursday? I have a feeling either Peg or Bet will handle that. Mm-hmm. The one thing we saw coming is the mad plot of Folks. What a bonus. The return of Peggy and enhanced Bet Sykes. Yes. What a great episode and series. Can't wait for the finale and next season. Cheerio Batverse, Victor Von Doom. Thank you, Victor. Absolutely. Um, yes, I think the influence that Patricia has on the story is to come out with some key corking lines mm-hmm. that I think everyone would say in the privacy with people who are close to them um, or just being quite frank and honest because yes. her deadpan delivery, her honesty around it certainly has uh, gotten laughs out of me. And I think that might be the main reason. Um, uh, certainly as well, I guess, it, this time of Thomas Wayne's life, mm-hmm. this era of the whole Batverse, it's also interesting to lob in a sister, or dare I say, even the daughter with uh, Sam. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Patricia, of course, is is she's the party socialite. Um, <laughs> so she's the one that connects everybody to this underground drug scene in uh, in London. So we have Sally with Dave Boy connecting him there, but now we have effectively Martha and the Waynes being connected through Patricia. She is hilarious. I love I love seeing her on screen. But do remember the big thing that she had on the story here, the big connection that she had on the overall story, she connected a little bit of the dots for Dave Boyd to connect with Francis Fuchs and the lullaby drug. So it may never have gotten there if it wasn't for that conversation they had after Patricia hid in the closet uh, overnight. So she did have a little bit of influence, but I did like that uh, the first thing she was going to do was get on a plane out of London because the place is crazy and it's going to go, everything's going to blow up. So yeah. <laughs> I'm out. And certainly <laughs> looking at this episode, it looks like concrete will sort out General Thursday yes. if no one is able to find the mechanisms that don't blow it up. So yeah, yeah maybe um, Semtex and uh, concrete will be the downfall of General Thursday. Maybe, uh, for although... Sure. It seems like Lucius has effectively locked him inside a bunker. Um, Forever. So for for the next couple of days. Entombed him, almost. He's um, like a pharaoh, I guess. Well, the locks should still work. Yeah. Unless that explosion took out all of London, which was aimed at Downing Street, <laughs> uh, which I don't, I'm not sure about. Uh, we didn't mention that, though. We, did, we mentioned it in the synopsis about uh, Aziz kind of awaking, awakening from the uh, the influence of Lullaby because it's the first time from at the end of the episode that you see him not in the uh, the hallucination that he's had throughout the episode. It looks like he wakes up. It is before the bomb lands. It's not a couple of seconds beforehand. It looks like he hears the plane going overhead uh, over London. So I do wonder if Aziz escaped that bomb as well. Did he get himself into some kind of bunker, bunker to save himself as well? Yeah, maybe. It's entirely possible. Absolutely. I, I think With the likes of uh, Bet Sykes yeah. uh, coming back and being resurrected, uh, but certainly 
Um, yes, uh, yeah. totally with you, Victor, around the bonus return of Peggy, uh, as well as Bet in, mm-hmm. in the last episode. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks again, uh, Victor. Uh, we also got an email in from Coffee and Vodka on last week's episode. He says, Greetings, fellow plot pack defenders. Where to start? Heller and company sure know how to wrap up and clean house. A nice two-in-one with Virginia being put out of action in a way that re-cements Martha and Thomas's relationship in shared protectionist murder. Some bond over stamp collecting, others over homicide. No judgment here. <laughs> it would have been nice to see how Patricia and Sally managed to save themselves from being terminally teed. But it was enough to see Patricia Wayne's wonderfully in-character reaction to the offer of playing the hero. Alfie's mini-journey in captive parenting with Sam, in between awkward initial proposal and end-of-episode insight, was a right bright spot of sweetness. Still looks like the marriage bit might be a pill to swallow, though. And is it just me, or is it every time Thomas, Martha and Alfie are in the same room it feels a bit cookie? Finally, bets back and better than ever. Although in the credits it did say with Paloma Fate, so no longer part of the re- regular weekly cast. Hopefully that changes with season four. In the meantime, what genius on the bad guy side thought it was a good idea to give her super strength? <laughs> Five sexy XXs, mutual marital murders, bionic bets, mighty mice, and mad cow mornings out of five. Peace and take care, coffee and vodka. P.S. I'm happily placing my bet now and Alfie being an orphan by the end of the next episode. Oh, oh. I'm so glad that didn't pan out. Yes. Coffee and vodka. Uh, we have uh, Alfie and his mom safe and sound uh, and his mom and Roger in attendance at the wedding. So uh, so that's okay. At least that's happened. She's safe and sound. Uh, got through to the end of the episode. So uh, so I like that. That's, uh, that's very happy with that. Yeah, definitely. Um, he is definitely right. Uh, Coffee Buck is definitely right. Those moments where you see Martha, Thomas and Alfie in the same room uh, there's definitely a bit of a, a bit of cookiness going on uh, between them. Um, wonder if Thomas still suspects what happened between Alfie and Martha? Maybe. Is there still some tension going on five six years after that happened? I kind of feel that there uh, that there probably should be, um, especially given what's been going on in their marriage throughout yeah. this season. And she calls. Uh, Alfie pretty often to help out with their problems, <laughs> so uh, so I could I could see it I could yeah, see it definitely. Thanks uh, so much, coffee and vodka. Over on Facebook for episode nine, Jamie Lawton says, "Really excellent episode. What I love about this particular episode was that the supporting cast has some really good scenes, especially Dave Boy, Alfie's mum, and the Waynes. Mm-hmm. As soon as the opening titles were shown, I was excited as you." see Polly Walker and Paloma Faith's names, so I knew the return of the Sykes sisters was upcoming. But Alfie's mum, Dorothy Atkinson, really stole the show for me, playing the evil clone of herself. Can't wait for the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dorothy Atkinson was just so good uh, at that role. We've seen her as such a, uh, a nice, loving character, bit of comedy uh, throughout the series, and here she is playing a uh, playing a villain throughout the last yeah, episode. Yeah, really she good. really was. Dorothy Atkinson yeah. was really good in last week's uh, episode. And yes, totally with you, having uh, the Psych sisters uh, back in town. Always good. Always good. Great to have them uh, have a moment with them together. Uh, Stuart Campbell says, finally caught up in time for the last two episodes. The demonstrators in the park were hilarious. Loved the sign of nuts are the source of all evil. <laughs> really good to see Beth Sykes back and looking forward to seeing what the next episode has in store. Hopefully we get another season of the yes. show. Yes. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Stuart, fingers crossed. I love the signs uh, that the demonstrators had up uh, in, in uh, Hyde Park. It's really good, uh, really good to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and finally, over on Instagram, Lucius Fox actor Simon Mayonda let us know that he's really been enjoying listening to the podcast, particularly because he wasn't able to watch Pennyworth for weeks. Yeah, it's a question that we had at the beginning of the of the series when we found out it was only going to be on HBO Max yeah. and there wasn't a, a European release uh, for the show or, a, or a, a UK release for the show. What's it like for the actors themselves and when they can't just show it off to their friends and family, other than screeners, of course, which I'm sure they do get. But, uh, but, but effectively what it's like is you find a podcast like ours that's covering it so you can listen at least to what the reactions of yes. uh, of people that enjoy the show is. So thanks so much for joining us, Simon. Yeah. Uh, really good to, to hear you enjoyed uh, the podcast as well. Yeah, definitely. Right. Thanks, thanks, Simon. Thanks for your work as Lucius as well. Yeah, you can, uh, absolutely. He's been great this season. Good stuff. Uh, that's all the feedback on episode nine. Mm-hmm. Um, so thanks to all the fellow governors for sending in their feedback. That's all the feedback for episode nine. Mm-hmm. I think it's 
on with episode 10 feedback. Yeah, we're going to pause here and hopefully have some feedback in here for uh, for episode 10. And we're back after the episode has aired with a bit of feedback. And our first bit of fe- piece of feedback, of course, is about episode 6. Excellent yes. stuff. Yes. Always good to get feedback in, no matter what episode it's from. Absolutely. And the feedback is in from Lisi Lawis, uh, who has some thoughts on episode 6. Uh, she says, I know it's a little late, uh, and we already know it's Thomas himself who shot his father by now. But for me personally, his behavior in this episode was a bit of a callback to as early as season 1 during his time with Alistair Crowley. They have hinted as early as then that there was a darkness inside of him i've always wanted them to pull on this thread and i just think it's brilliant how they built up to it i like your points about how this do-gooder pediatric doctor is a facade that his father sees through and even martha knew the moment he left what he was going to do they knew about the side of thomas and now we too as viewers get to see that that's a great point i've I'd completely forgotten how yeah. much they'd stress that back in that uh, in that time back with alistair crowley yeah absolutely it's a really good point mm-hmm. and i mean I guess it's also a bit of that echo of the battle within Bruce, mm. you know, yeah. as that vigilante and constantly being baited by the Joker. It's mm-hmm. almost as though it's kind of been passed along exactly. uh, with this darkness uh, inside of, of Thomas. Hereditary darkness. Well, yes. Yeah. If such a thing <laughs> is possible absolutely absolutely uh, great to hear from you Lee. i hope you're enjoying uh, the season of, uh, of of pennyworth catching up um on, on it as the episodes are coming out yeah thanks for the feedback Lindsay. on the final episode coffee and vodka says greetings fellow mind milked defenders <laughs> r.i.p aziz you great imperial badass we barely knew you of the space of deaths expected, I knew that Alfie had hometown ties to lose to better cement his future role with the Waynes. Hella, having had his mother dance with her bow to Delilah, was all the foreshadowing needed, but they majorly zigged that zag with not only her survival, but his one-word shy betrothal. Mm. The rest of the episode was a nice homage to Shaun of the Dead and No Man's Land. Mm-hmm. Hadn't expected to see Folks get his comeuppance, but zig me if I wasn't wrong again. <laughs> Sorry to see Thursday win the day, yet another unexpected outcome. Can't help but hope that the blast was enough to set off the level 7 auto-destruct. <laughs> Counterbalancing this, the Waynes seem to have embraced the crockery of their quirky, murderous ways and bury the hatchet. I guess no pun intended there from Mm. Coffee and Vodka. (laughs) Um, Coffee and Vodka continues, Finally, if that was a nuke, Warner Brothers has their excuse should there not be a season four. Mm. Have you heard anything? It's been a blast following this season with you guys and hope to do so again. Five new nuclear families, <laughs> folks ups, and ten Downing Street landfills out of five. Peace and take care, coffee and vodka. Great stuff, coffee and vodka. I'm glad you caught the uh, the uh, Shaun of the Dead connection there as well. Definitely. Uh, but also Batman No Man's Land, uh, which was used as the premise, I think, of season four of uh, of Gotham, if I remember rightly. Uh, maybe season five, actually. Uh, the final season uh, started off with their uh, reference to No Man's Land, that awesome arc in, uh, in Batman comics. So uh, maybe a little uh, foreshadowing of that in the UK. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. I don't, I don't think, I think we talked about it in this episode, I don't think that uh, it was a nuke. It did seem like probably likely they dropped a bomb on uh, on 10 Downing Street but I love the idea that it might have rattled the uh, the surrounding lands enough to set off the yeah uh, that would the, be the, the bomb inside the, the level 7 yeah that would be sweet justice uh, for uh, Aziz uh, to take out General Thursday mm-hmm. I guess at the same time as him taking Aziz out uh, yeah great stuff coffee and vodka it's great having uh, had your thoughts throughout this season uh, as well yeah on season four we haven't heard anything uh, as we mentioned this show was commissioned for epics um originally and then moved to hbo max held off uh, for the launch in hbo max um but it is possible uh, that we will get a season four um you know shows like titans have gotten more seasons which is which is a hbo max exclusive yeah. so uh, now that it's moved over there um obviously it'll, i'm sure depend on the ratings depend on how many people have picked up uh, pennyworth over on uh, hbo max now that all the episodes are added over there so uh, i'd love to see a bit more yeah absolutely definitely um i think uh it's a nice kind of interlude where it's been left effectively assuming Mm. it's not a nuclear destination which as i say don't (laughs) think think it is um because 
it can really sort of move to Gotham in mm. some respects. Yeah. Um, or it has the potential to do that. And that would just, you know, just kind of narrow that divergence a bit um, with with Gotham, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to see how they continue with, you know, what's happening with Samantha. Will Bruce come along at some point in the future? You know, I'd love to see how they continue that storyline uh, with the Waynes. Well, that's as well. it. You could almost imagine uh, Bruno Heller with Sandra pregnant, married to Alfie, mm-hmm. that it is a boy. Sandra dies or something mm. in childbirth and it's passed to the Waynes. Oh, they call it Bruce. And that's I, why I don't he's know. So connected to Bruce, so that'd be really, I, really different. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, there's just, you know, it's a possibility. It could that be anything. Yes, could easily happen in the Hellverse. Yes, I like it. I like it. Good stuff. And thanks again, Coffee and Vodka. Uh, we also got some final feedback on the finale of Pennyworth season three uh, on Facebook from Jamie Lawton, who says, "What an epic finale! Really enjoyed the episode and the series. Don't want to spoil it for anyone else, so I'll just keep mum about the content itself. The one thing that really stood out to me was the real '70s vibe that the creators managed to capture. Set dressing was top class. Some background objects really brought the '70s memories back." In this particular episode, it was the milk bottle top, getting your finger and thumb covered in milk if you press too hard. <laughs> also, the SLR rifle the soldier has had. When I was a kid, I had a toy one, I think made by Airfix. Yes, and, I do remember that. And Jamie has supplied a photograph of it as well. Definitely yeah. remember those being in the shops. De- yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and remember the milk uh, aspect with the, the foil tops. Mm-hmm. Whether the foil tops were still there because the birds had um, pecked through the yes. tops. And then, of course, trying to be the first one to get the cream off the top. Absolutely, absolutely. With four elder brothers um, and, <laughs> and my parents, obviously, uh, all vying for the, the cream of the milk uh, for your breakfast in the morning. <laughs> and then, of course, there's all always one brother who shakes up the bottle so that uh, the cream's all gone and nobody feels special. Well, that's true. And, of course, now all the milk in uh, the containers is all homogenized anyway. So exactly, exactly. Damn you, don't, you. Get, don't get the cream in the milk. Good stuff, Jamie. Glad it brought back a bit of memories for you there as well um, yeah. I'm, I'm glad they're able to do that with this show because they they really do work very hard at getting it to look like a version of the 70s definitely not the 70s they have some stuff there that uh, that couldn't possibly exist then but uh, but i love that they they do get the essence of it but I, I think that's it all the way through pennyworth and likewise with with gotham the the production design mm-hmm. and feel was always just really top notch. You know, I think if there was one word that I could say, it's just it's always been quirky. It's mm-hmm. been this really interesting uh, mix of of different genres and so on, but giving an overall feel. And I mean, certainly there is really that vibe from the very first episode, um, you know, with the Ravens. I mean, we had people hanging in cages off mm-hmm. lampposts. Yeah. We had beef eaters with guns, mm-hmm. you know, real vibe of moving from those, you know, those early days in Pennyworth mm-hmm. being, you know, kind of just after the war, sort mm-hmm. of, you know, mid 40s, through to where you have that more um 70s vibe as you say jamie so yeah Yeah. really good stuff thanks uh for the feedback jamie it was always really interesting back in season one where it was like you you were in the 60s definitely but they had these kind of tinges of it that it could have been uh bits taken from the 40s bits taken from the 1800s as well with well that's it even even the the wide shots Mm -hmm. of of london with the air balloons certainly reminiscent of sort of wartime london Mm -hmm. but also the smokestacks there was almost a victorian aspect to that i guess and of course uh, with the chimneys uh, having the ripper in there as well of course uh, yeah little references back there Uh, and of course we had the famous blimp uh which we saw this season once i think um uh, and that that famously continues on into gotham as well so uh some connections anyway as well good stuff thanks jamie and thanks everybody for all of your feedback uh throughout this season been great hearing from everybody uh their thoughts please keep sending them into us we love reading them yes absolutely uh thanks so much jamie and to all the other uh, fellow governors for sending in your feedback yes. through this season. Absolutely. Back to us in the past to close out the finale of Pennyworth. 
hopefully some great thoughts there from our wonderful fellow governors on episode 10. Uh, that's it for our coverage of season three of Pennyworth. As I mentioned before, we do want to still hear from you. Please email us into feedback at tvpodcastindustries.com uh, with any thoughts on any of the shows that we cover. Uh, you can also join us on our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash tvpodcastindustries. Uh, got a couple of things coming up for the end of the year. Um, we will be covering James Gunn's The Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special uh, this weekend. is coming out on November 25th on Disney+. Plus. Um, we will be covering that on our main feed on TV Podcast Industries. We will have our annual wrap-up of all the shows uh, that we've covered throughout uh, 2022, and I look forward to 2023 as well and the shows we're going to be covering next year. Um, yes. There is one more show coming out this year. We're still not too sure if or how we would cover it. Um, there is Willow, which is coming out in Disney+. Plus. Uh, we've seen the first three episodes of the show. It's really, really fun. Um, actually, we've seen a little bit more than the first three episodes, haven't we? Uh, a few more episodes than that. Uh, really, really fun. Well worth watching. Uh, even if we don't cover it in the podcast, I'd highly recommend uh, going out to Disney Plus and watching uh, watching Willow. Yes, indeed. Uh, it's a proper action-adventure comedy, isn't it? It really is. Yeah. Um, so, yes, still tempted beyond belief to delve into uh, Willow for sure. Mm. Uh, but please make sure you stay subscribed to the podcast for all the offerings that TV <laughs> podcast industries have. We have Marvel, Wheel of Time, mm -hmm. The Rings of Power. Uh, we potentially might be having Willow. We've, uh -huh. of course, also uh, look at the Marvel movies mm -hmm. and DC movies uh, from time to time. Yeah. And if Pennyworth returns for a fourth season, make sure to be back with the Pennyworth podcast yes. on TV podcast industries. The longest-running we... podcast about Gotham and the Penny exactly. And Pennyworth. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> we will certainly be covering it. Yeah. Uh, so please stay subscribed over on any podcast catcher of your choice. And of course, please support us by sharing the podcast yes. because sharing the podcast is, of course, sharing the love. Yes, it is. And thanks so much for joining us. If you only joined us for the third season of Pennyworth, if you only joined us for this episode uh, of our Pennyworth podcast, it'd be great uh, sharing our thoughts on Pennyworth and hearing your thoughts about it as well. So hopefully we'll see you back in the future on one of our, one of our shows uh, or on Pennyworth season four. Yeah, exactly. Thanks so much for joining us. Speak to you again next time. Yeah, thanks so much, fellow governors and fellow Gothamites, for joining us as we discuss the world of Alfred Pennyworth, mm -hmm. the origin of Batman's butler. Gosh, still a mouthful. Uh, but in the meantime, and for when we're next back in the world of Pennyworth, keep watching, keep listening, and stay away from the tea. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>